ABC Radio Sydney. Jimmy Thompson is with us. One three hundred triple two seven zero two. Jimmy deals with Strata. He's a, his his beat as a journalist for for Fairfax and others has been Strata for uh, for Fairfax and Fairfax. 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 For Fairfax. Fairfax, Fairfax and Fairfax. For many years has been Strata. The changes in the law, the living conditions, the stuff that you know people care about. So if you're if you've got questions about it, he is the man. One three hundred triple two seven zero two. If you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to meet us, I thought Lorna, you know, Lorna was at a at a at a crucial cultural moment mm. of of life. Mm. You know, it's it's different to oh, I saw the Beatles at the stadium. Yeah, you were in the audience for Ed Sullivan when yes. when rock and roll when it happened began. Yes, <laughs> yes. like when modern pop music went. Poof, yes. and uh, took off. It was very funny. And she would have been able to see him from the waist down. She could see the which whole thing. Which te- television would, audience was denied. And do you know why? Um, no, tell me, please, Jim. Jen Fleming noted this yesterday. It wasn't Ed Sullivan who said shoot from the waist up. It was Tom Parker. Oh. Who, who said, that'll get him talking. <laughs> huh? Hey. Huh? So he started a whole other industry. He's then, a fake it? news guy. Yes. He exactly. just he went, I know how to get the conversation yeah, going. Yeah. You know. Because people have got what's going on down there. What are they hiding? <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> oh what a genius. God. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? it Fantastic. Is. Um one three hundred triple two seven oh two if you want, want to jump on in. Jimmy, take me into this uh, fascinating story discussion you've been having on mm. your flat chat forum mm. about the committees about when the committee decides to express a view. Yes. Now, we have two very two very distinct views on this. Mm. W- one view, which is one I share, is the committee is represents the owners, and as such, if there is a question, let's say a bus stop is being moved, mm-hmm. or a delicatessen is opening on a corner, mm. and all residents will get a, a letter from the council saying, uh, do you approve or disapprove? Mm. Tenants will put the letter in the bin because they think, if I don't like it, I'll go and move somewhere else. Mm. And most owners will just ignore it. Mm. So the committee may have a discussion and say, we're sending a letter to the council saying we approve or disapprove. Right. There are people, very good people, who come on my website who say... No, the committee's job is to look after the levies and 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 repairs and things right. like that, and I don't want them expressing their right. my opinion. Does council seek the view of the committee, or would council be seeking view of owners in this block? Generally speaking, council seeks the views of the owners, ah. many of whom don't live there. Yeah, um, and which is where the the committee comes in again because right. it represents the views of all owners, not just the ones who mm. live there. Mm. But um, council's more concerned with residents and the committee. But having said that, they do pay attention when the committee gets involved and says, "Look, we've had a meeting about this, right. and we're not happy." And if if it seemed as though that was an indication of the majority of owners, then council would know. I mean, I'm just what what I'm hearing there is is the two people that run the committee who are the vexatious ones who are always yeah. <laughs> doing stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, go no, we don't want that shopping centre. Whereas in actual fact, you might be going actually, I do want a shopping centre. Yes, that's going to increase the value. That's a great idea. That'd be ridiculous. Well, there's um, yeah, there's obviously opportunity. I mean, the committee works as a kind of on a grace and favour basis almost. It's it's uh, 
at any point the owners can have a meeting and mm. say, look, committee, mm. we don't agree with that decision. Any decision you've made, mm. we don't agree with it. Right. And we're changing it. We're telling you to write to the council and say that you do want the shopping centre. Yeah. So that mechanism yeah. is there. Yeah, yeah. But generally speaking, on a day-to-day basis, mm. you don't want to be having a meeting trying to pull. It's hard enough doing it once a year. Mm. You're doing it once a month or mm. once every three months when there's a decision to be made. Mm then the, you know, it, it just wouldn't work. Is there anything in bylaws uh, or anything in law that says the committee is entitled to represent or not entitled to represent? Aha. Uh-huh. Good question? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> because one of my readers says, look, there's nothing in the law that says committees should be commenting or passing opinions in yeah. this way. Therefore, they shouldn't do it. And my view is there's nothing in the law that says I'm entitled to express an opinion on anything. There is no freedom of speech law in, in right. Australia. So, but just try and stop me. Yeah, but there's but that's different to um, that's different to a group of people presenting a view who may not have consulted with me and may disagree with me. Correct. Like that's a different thing. You know. But don't forget that you also have the opportunity because the council have sent you a letter and not the committee right. to write to the council and say, I don't know what these idiots on the committee are telling you, but I don't want the shopping centre. Right. But, but that's still different, isn't it, to the committee? You, you have a feeling of the committee having a little more power, you know, a little more impact because we, the committee of 43 Smiths Lane, yes. representing 20, we, 40, 60 units, <laughs> yes. you know, are yeah. saying we don't want it. Yeah. Oh, actually me, James... I do want it. That yeah. would feel like not equal. That's true, and 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 I think I think you've got to accept up that the the committee is representative up to a point, and if it isn't representative, then you have a bigger problem than writing letters to mm. the council. Mm. Um, and if you feel that the committee isn't representing the views of the people that you meet around and about, mm. then then you change them. Yeah, once a year you get to change them. Interesting interesting issue. Uh, you can follow this on uh, the forum on flat-chat.com.au. You can uh, call now, one three hundred triple two seven zero two with questions for Jimmy Thompson. Philip? Yes. What do you want to bring up? Oh, hi. Um, solar, S-O-L-A-R, and solar of the electricity type, not the hot water type. Mm. Um, in Canberra, you can put solar on your roof and you don't need to go to the AGM, the annual general meeting, and you don't need a 75% vote. You, you merely put the solar on your roof, whereas in New South Wales, you have to get approval. Well, I keep getting approval, but it's just under the 75%. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the problem is you need more votes. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well what, I'm, what I'm trying to do, and the reason for this call, is I'm trying to um, bring to mind to a lot of people that solar should really be, should not, you shouldn't have to vote on solar. It should be every person's right to have solar if they want to put it on. Now, there's a number of reasons for this, because of the environment, of course, mm. uh, and because of... I mean, if anybody listens to the ABC on a regular basis, they will hear that the Earth is not 
in a very good shape. Yeah, but let, let's just okay, focus on the okay. strata yeah, aspect yeah, of this, okay, Philip. I mean, yeah. if I'm in a block of 20 and there's there's X amount of roof space, how come you're getting to put solar up there? It's common space. Well, but it's, it's, I'm assuming that uh, Philip is talking about solar power to, for instance, run the lifts and the lights and, the, and, and all that kind, not an individual. No? no. no? You mean no, for your place? You mean for your place? Yes, but only above my unit. So if my unit will take 12 panels, for example, then I believe it's every person's right to have solar panels but, uh, but, yeah. the, but the roof is common space, Jimmy, right? So, well, Is this a townhouse or an apartment block? A villa. Well, single-storey townhouse in the case of Canberra, but a villa. It's a villa, right. right. So yeah. you want to put... You want to put... Yeah, look, I can see your argument, hmm. but I think you need to... Yeah, and I think your problem still comes back to you. You need to, to uh, convince your neighbours. Mm. And don't forget there's a visual impact on this as well. The mm. person across the road or across the laneway from you is going to be impacted. And, and look, I agree 100% with everything you're saying about solar power and global mm. warming and all that, but we have what we have. In Canberra, you can't pass a bylaw that prevents people from putting up solar mm. power or things like that because they recognise the environmental issues. Mm. New South Wales is just a wee bit behind. Mm. But I could also see something for the 75% vote. I mean, that, that, seems, that seems like a good threshold to have to reach yeah. for major changes to, to the building. Yes, I agree. You know, if and, you start and, to wind that back, then there's all sorts of people going to do all sorts of stuff. I mean, if you got, if Philip got his 75% vote, he would, I would assume he would have to agree that he would repair and maintain the roof underneath the solar panels. Right. Because you're because drilling You can't things. suddenly you can't then just... say, well, now that's now under common... Yeah, yeah, uh, the tiles are broken. <laughs> Fix them. In that, sort of, in that sort of setup, when it's Villa Townhouse, is the roof common yes. property? Still, yes. yeah. Even if it's your Generally individual speaking. dwelling as such. Generally speaking, yes. It depends right. on how the, the strata plan is set up. Right. But uh, generally speaking, anything that might affect the overall uh, soundness mm. of the scheme, yep. then uh, it tends to be common property. Philip, uh, nice to hear from you. one three hundred triple two seven zero two is our number. It took two questions, but we got there. Yes, John? Oh, hi, my name's John. Um, I've bought into a block of units in Newcastle. It's a big block with about 100 tenants, yep. 100 units. Um, it's still just a hole in the ground. Um, it promises to be a pretty nice block, I think. Now, the question is, uh, the, the, the pictures that they've put up on their website clearly show to me that it's got cladding on it. Yep. Um, and and we still haven't got a, a, a committee formed. Yep. Um, but we're, we're, I'm sure we're all concerned about... Uh, the quality of the cladding that's going on the building. So how how can we go about um, making sure that we do get fireproof cladding firstly and secondly? Mm. Is there a role for a, for a form, forming the committee quickly and uh, and um, taking a, an approach uh, you know, as a committee? If you to, if you can get in, hi hi John if you can get in touch with the people other owners then yes form your committee. You've got no official legal standing, but you are you're entitled to express your opinion to the builders. Now, the builders are the people who will go and buy the cladding. Mm. And um, they. you just need to impress upon them that the first thing you do once you have your first AGM is you're going to get a building inspection done. And if that cladding isn't the, the, the good stuff, you will be chasing them for the money. But if they're buying off the plan uh -huh. and plan says we're going to use X cladding, which yep. is not the fireproof stuff and they've already bought off the plan, 
Is that a buyer beware sort of? Well, no, thing? because because well, once the buyer is aware that this would be if it's not the the safer stuff, mm. then it's not it's non-compliant and they shouldn't be using it and it shouldn't have been in the specifications to begin with and probably isn't. But we actually. watched for we we all saw four yeah, corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's exactly. Compliance everywhere. I was with because <laughs> Nick Zedafon going, hang on, you're doing my head in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> Um, but you could, they could, I, I would say in that situation, you would go back to the builders and, and basically say to them, hey, look, we know what's going on. We know what you should be doing. You know what you should be doing. Right. And we're just telling you, if you don't do it, then come, you know, July the 1st next year or mm. whenever we have our first AGM, mm. the first thing we will do is put in a claim to make you come back and replace it. What what rights do you have when you when you would when it's a hole in the ground and you've bought off a plan, you know, this is going to be built? Is like could you form a committee as such? Are, are you it would be informal. So it, there is no form you don't have any formal rights until you take title, right? Until Yeah. At this point it's the builder's place. Yeah. Even though you Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the original yeah. owner they call them in the in the yeah, law. Right. And they are effectively the owner's corporation until such times as the owner's corporation is formed at the first AGM, mm. at which point the owners take But over. you're saying an informal body could still bring pressure to bear? Well, absolutely, because if, if you're that organised, you're going to terrify them. <laughs> John, go terrify <laughs> them. Yeah, how do you... Um, I, mean, I wouldn't have any idea how to get in touch with all mm. the other people who have bought into those. So oh, yeah. is, there a, is, there a, is there a book of, uh, of buyers, I suppose? Does John have a right to find out that information? Uh, no, um, mm. but... Again, if you approach the developer and say, "Look, we just want to, uh, we just want to get things moving smoothly here," mm-hmm. and and let's hope they're not listening, um, and you know, it'd be great if we can be put in touch with some other owners. I, I would imagine the response you'll get is, "Oh, that's a privacy issue, and uh, we can't give you the names and addresses of people." Mm. Um, you know, they're not. There's not in the builder or developer's interest for you to get organised to quickly right so uh, So yeah maybe your estate agent maybe the the agent who you bought it through right right put an ad in the paper yeah yeah has anybody bought in this building yeah talk to me john it's worth raising that's for sure and thanks for uh for getting in 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 touch the you know the fallout from cladding with strata Mm. um as you know if you saw the four corners was talking about the compliance is confusing there is enormous, you yeah. know, right, they, they, most yeah. of the stuff seems to be flammable. Yeah. Thousands of buildings in Australia yeah. have this sort of stuff. What are yeah. you hearing from committees wanting to do something about it? Um, well, I'll tell you, what I'm hearing is tens of thousands of buildings, 20 years or so, mm. one fire, no fatalities. Right. Um, are we overreacting a right. little bit? Right. Could we make it safer? rather than trying to make it perfect in an imperfect world. Right. Um, the insurers are... One of the big insurance companies just today re- released this, uh, a press release saying get your cladding checked and and if it's dangerous, do stuff like putting sprinklers on the outside of your building. So, so they're already thinking, well, right. replay, remove and replace is not necessarily the And sprinklers the on the outside way. of a building is not... It's it's an unexpensive but not expensive. Oh, it's not as expensive as as, as replacing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it it, it would be a lot lot cheaper. Mm. It um, I mean, it did seem extraordinary in that in that four corner documentary that we started to make cladding from 
polystyrene. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what next? Not what cardboard. you want. Yeah, what about cardboard? Or yeah. you know, it, it, it's it just seemed really like is that is that what you want to put on the outside of the building? It's, I, uh, but what it does is it reveals um, the way the building industry works in this country and many other countries for that matter, mm. which is just flog it, get it up there, sell it for as much as you can and build it as cheaply as you possibly can and deal with the consequences if you have to, but you probably won't have to deal with them. That is the most. That is one of many depressing observations I've just you've thought, made. I could see your face as going, I was saying it. Well, it's, just, it's so contrary to the expectation of living in Australia. You know, yeah, that like, yeah, like yeah. It's, it was the other thing that came through that docker with the whole private certifying thing. It's like this is a ridiculous process that is not delivering what our expectation is. Our expectation yeah. is that we pay money and, and taxes and the like to live in a place yeah. that is regulated. And yeah. There are regulations there. Not that they're flouted as in the way that you just described. Not that they're just basically non-existent. Yeah. Non-existent. It's yeah. appalling. Appalling! And, it, you know, and nobody's saying, I tell you what, keep your German uh, and Italian washing machines and, and cookers and stovetops and stuff and just give me a building that isn't going to fall down. Right. I'd be yeah, happy yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can I can buy the, the, yeah. the give kitchen. Me a, give me later. a shell that's safe. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll yeah. Uh, I'll put in everything else. One three hundred triple two seven zero two. If you want to talk to Jimmy Thompson from flat dot uh, flat hyphen chat dot com dot au, he's sometimes very cheerful and very insightful. Not always completely depressing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Susie, yes. What happened? Hi, what happened? James and Jimmy. Hello. Um, Yes, I bought into a complex, a development of 30 townhouses and apartments about five years ago. And after I moved in, I found out that someone else had had excavated their basement without approval. Uh-huh. I want to know, um, we've talked to our, as a, a committee, our committee has talked to the strata manager and they they didn't know what to do, and they said basically we'll we'll make a note of it, and if anybody ever needs to fix anything to do with what they've done, well then they'll be responsible. But my concern is, how are we going to know what's what that's responsible? You know, for example, they're having damp issues now, and I'm thinking, Whoa. you know what? They, yeah. that could be all connected. Oh, oh yeah. They so they dug out a basement, like to use as storage, or they've they've put a car park I, down there. Like, how far yeah. they go? They're mining? But, Look, but, I don't know how far they've gone. I haven't been inside there, but I, I do know that they did excavate without any anybody telling anybody. They just basically got some a skip yeah, and started yeah, but, digging. But, mm. but you know, I, what, how, how, how were they getting rid of the, the soil? And the, Was it like the Great Escape? Were they I going out and, and letting the pants? It's in the pants. Susie, I mean, this, uh, like, I would have thought the committee would be coming down on like a ton of bricks. If, well, if, if I was in that I building, thought... I'd be furious. I yeah. know, well, that's what I thought. Nobody sort of said anything or did anything, and I thought, am I the only one here that thinks there's something wrong here? Mm. And I just don't know how to proceed because there's been a bit of a, you know, people are worried about, oh, we we have to all get on, and so let's just keep Oh, it, that, that, you know, old, that old chestnut. Yeah. All right, yeah. okay, this is how you start with getting on. <laughs> you have a meeting, um, a mediation, if you like, and you tell the people who've got the seller... There are certain things you need to do and there are bylaws that you need to have passed. That's okay. We'll help you. We'll get the bylaws through. But at the end of that process, anything that has anything to do with that seller 
is your responsibility and never ours. And let's just get that in writing right now. There is one other issue, which is the man from the council will be round, or a lady from mm. the council will be round in a minute mm. to look at your DA for your your downward extension. Well, again, that's what I would have thought is a pretty straightforward thing. Like rather than, I mean, I see what you're saying about the responsible thing. Yeah. But then if, if they are if they are the kind of pe- people who will happily dig a hole yeah. under their apartment, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're the kind of people who will happily fight you when you go and say the damp is being caused by your I'm cellar. guessing that may be the case. And that's why you need to get everything very amicably sorted out and in paper and say, we'll pass the bylaws, you take the responsibility. Mm. If you're not prepared to do that, we're going to make a call to the council, first of all, to why see... Not just, why doesn't Susie just ring the council right now? Because we want to get on, James. You're not going to get on. No, these no. are people that have dug a they, basement under yeah, their apartment. Why, yeah. would, Susie, would you just ring the council and say they've, you should come and check what they've done? I just, I didn't want to do that on my, off my own bat. I wanted mm. to have the whole council support me on this, and they were very uncomfortable with that. So I thought maybe there's some other steps that I could be taking before I kind of get the council involved. But if, mm. I, if that's what I need to do, I, I'm prepared to be the hated woman and do it. But do it secretly. Because I'm just worried that this could end up costing like a million dollars to rectify somehow. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, their, it's it their million dollars. They've, yeah. done, they've done the digging. But, like, yeah, I'd... I'd I mean, like what I would fear if I was in that building was that there's a million dollars waiting 10 years down the track yeah. after they've moved. After they've gone. You know, and, and it becomes the, the new person says, you knew about this and yeah. you let it go. Yeah. And yeah, not my problem. This no, is common property. Be, Fix it. You know, you're talking about, it's obviously, you're talking about affecting foundations, yeah. you know, which is reasonably crucial yeah. to the building. So yeah, I'd be on to it. Can I just ask Susie, did you write this to Flatchet? Let me just... Uh, Susie? I was going to. Uh, oh, oh. Do you know that somebody else has exactly the same problem? Really? really? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, this wow. is the third time. This is a, this is a trend. Well, this is a, wasn't this <laughs> a thing? It's I read something about this in, in London, that it's it's common that they they start digging out sort of rooms underneath yeah. the houses yeah. and stuff, yeah. and it is actually causing structural problems because they, they start putting in gyms and, yeah, yeah. you know, all sorts of rooms yeah. down there. And, yeah. um, as a train goes through. As a train, that's right. You know, and there's not a lot of... Not a lot of checking to see what might be, yeah. how this might affect it. And once you get a few doing it, it's uh, it's a problem. But yeah, I would I would certainly be jumping onto that, Susie. And but I think you know get the committee, yeah, motivate the committee to. But uh, if the committee won't it. do it, just make the. I'm sure the council has a secret seller hotline mm. you can call. That's right. They come around and go. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> hollow to me, you me, yeah, Joe. Yeah. What do you think, yeah. Stephen? Hi there. Um, yep. My question relates to deposits for security keys in strata buildings. Uh, um, I'm finding a lot of circumstances where to get um, a key to access your own apartment when via the security area, you have to pay a $250 deposit. Yep. And I'm limited that they will only issue two keys to my to my lot, irrelevant yep. of how many I so desire. So I feel that you know, my freehold title rights are being restricted by others as to whom I to give access to my... If, you know, if I want adult children or cleaners to, to get access in my absence, yep. I'm not able to get a key on their behalf. Mm. Yep. And what's to stop a body corporate charging five or six or 700 or 1,000 for a key? It, it seems to be unregulated. I'm just curious yep. about that. Mm. Yep. I think the thing to do in this, and this is quite common, especially in buildings where there has been a history of overcrowding and multi-occupancy, and one of the ways to cut that down and control it is to to uh, to put a deposit on the key. Are, are we talking an electronic key here? Yeah, the fault. 
a fob key. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is that these are quite easily cloned um, unless they're properly coded. The thing to do is to to raise it with the the. I would go to fair trading and ask for mediation and just say, look, I find this unreasonable. I want more keys and I want to pay less for them. Mm. And you must find another way of controlling me if you think I'm going to be a bad resident. But start with the fair trading. Take it to fair trading and go to mediation and see how far you get with it. Mm. Then it does seem like a strange thing that you're limited to the number of keys to your property. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, that can't be. Hang on, it's my place. Um, thanks for that one, uh, Stephen. Thanks for all who called. Mr. Thompson, thank you so much. Yes. Even oh, did you know I'm in the financial review these days? No, I didn't. Well, no. You, every Saturday. You I'm, can in find, print, I'm in print again, You James. can find Mr. Thompson in the financial review or you can find him in the digital domain yep. at flat-chat.com.au. All the sort of things we've been talking about today will be, uh, will, be of, uh, will be detailed in there. See you, Mr. Thompson. See you, sir. Thank you very much. Let's have the news headlines.